Welcome to the Profitable Public Speaking Podcast. I am your host, Mark Aberti, CEO and founder of the Content Marketing Plaza, bringing you two new episodes each week where I and top-level guests teach you how to get on more stages and make a profit from your public speaking. And there are some people who they see the power of public speaking, they see all this potential, but they have a nine-to-five job. And while there are a lot of people who they do uh, try to get out of that by being an entrepreneur, that's the route a lot of people take. They start with a side hustle. Public speaking is such a valuable way to uh, build your platform, make revenue. Uh, can be a little more challenging because you obviously will be in different locations throughout the year uh, if you are a public speaker. So uh, that's what we'll be focusing on in this episode. How do we go from nine to five to being a public speaker? I will also talk about how you can have a digital business uh, going from that nine to five transition. So today's guest who joins us today, he is the CEO and founder of hashtag iSocialU, a data-driven marketing agency which is based in Dallas, Texas. And in the last 10 years, he has launched his own startups and developed digital marketing solutions for several mega brands, SMBs, startups, and agencies. And at his company, he helps brands build the right type of audience and generate leads and revenue using Facebook ads and creative digital strategies as well. He is actively involved in the Dallas community as a startup marketing mentor, advisor, and a keynote speaker. Today's guest for episode six of the Profitable Public Speaking Podcast is none other than Ali Mirza. Ali, it is such a pleasure to have you on the show. Mark, thank you so much for having me. And uh, you know, I can tell you've done your homework and research on me, so that's awesome. Ali, thank you so much for coming on the Profitable Public Speaking Podcast. I look forward to diving into how we can make this transition because it's not like nine to five to then becoming an entrepreneur because public speaking, uh, you could be like in the, like, you know, over a thousand miles away from where you live. So uh, there's certainly a lot of different elements if you want to be a public speaker. Definitely very worthwhile though. Uh, but before we get into that, I wonder if you give us uh, the background and Share with us what got you into public speaking. So, you know, uh, my, my kind of you know, story is I was sort of stuck in the nine to five job and wanted to start my own business, uh, which I did. I took the, you know, the, the baby step approach to go from my job to starting a digital agency. And one thing I realized, and, you know, as an as a online influencer and content creator, maybe you can relate that the the more people trust us, the more they're willing to do business with us. And that's really because the, on the service side of things while building the agency, one thing I realized early on that instead of going to the networking events and exchanging business cards, there's a better way. And the better way is me getting in front of the people and speaking and educating and teaching them something or AKA public speaking. So that's how I kind of discovered a uh, public speaking as a tool to educate people, uh, uh, teach them, and build my own personal brand. And now it directly helps you know, the business that I'm building. And public speaking, it, it, it's something that really anyone can do to grow their brand because you get in front of the right people. And it's very different to be on that stage for 30 to 45 minutes versus 
you just handing out business cards to a few people, getting on that stage definitely puts you in a lot higher demand. And I do want to go right into the nine to five things. I feel like there are a bunch of people who they may have that, they may have the nine to five, but they still want to be a public speaker. So what's your advice on mm -hmm. scheduling these things? Because you know that you could go really far away from home uh, for some of these. And yeah. uh, how do you uh, like schedule that with a nine to five in there? Yeah, you know, and I, I would say do what you can with what you have, but do it right now. So obviously, you know, sometimes there's speaking events happening, you know, at, at, at noon or in the morning. And if you have a nine to five, you can't do that. So you, you look for the thing that you're able to do with the restrictions that you have. So look for weekend events. There are a lot of, actually, you know, you might know meetup.com. And that's one of the websites that I, I looked at in, in the beginning. And I just searched for, you know, business events. I live in Dallas. So business meetups in Dallas, social media meetups or meetings, networking events in Dallas. And that's how I found them. And then I, when I started in early days, I was also doing the transition from nine to five. So I also had some time restrictions. So I was looking at events that were after 6 p.m. or on Saturday or Sunday. And actually the funny thing is a lot of those events are in those off times. So you know, to answer your question, that's what I would say, you know, start today. Don't wait until, you know, you quit, you have more time because you will never have more time, right? Um, so find events, go to sites like meetup.com or Eventbrite or maybe Facebook groups in your city and find events that are outside of your like working nine to five hours. Uh, I really love that idea because there are people who they – uh, look at the big event. Like one of the big events in my industry is social media marketing world. And that's, uh, you know, at a specific time of year, it's multiple days, it's in San Diego. Uh, but in my case, you know, like I'm in New York and, uh, you know, like going at that situation, like you don't want to go to, you know, 10 of those events. And in, in my case, in one semester, uh, because then I'm not in any of my classes. So, uh, what, Ali is saying, this is what I love is that instead of saying, oh, poor me, I can't go to social media marketing world or whatever event it is for you, look for those meetups, look for those smaller events so that when you are ready to make that leap out of your nine to five, it's not like you're starting from nowhere. It's like you have real and highlights and testimonials and all of that good stuff. If you just look at meetup and start with what you're able to do based on what your schedule allows. Yeah. And Mark, one thing actually, you just kind of gave me, uh, made me think of something. I haven't personally done it, but I've seen some people do. If they have, if they're in nine to five and they see a really cool like CES show in Vegas or other um, uh, media or events come up, they actually go to their boss and pitch them. So they would tell them, hey, here's a, a cool event or an opportunity that's coming. And if someone from our company goes there and does you know public speaking or um you know, some kind of networking there here's five ways it can benefit our organization and by that way you can, sometimes there are people who are able to convince their boss or their companies to even like sponsor their trips because keep in mind that your companies your brands are also looking for ways to represent in um do representation at those, those events so uh, maybe a long shot, but I've seen people do that. They'll go to their boss and just convince them to, you know, pay for their tickets to social media marketing world because mm -hmm. they're able to prove that, hey, by going there and especially 
by speaking, by representing our own company there is the benefit that we're going to get. That, that is a really great idea. And then in that kind of a scenario, uh, like it's fine for you to be speaking at those places, even if you miss a few days because you've prearranged it, you're promoting your company. So uh, I, I think one of the big themes we should get here is be creative with this. Don't think like Ali brought a great point up, go to meetup. But there's certainly a lot of other ways also. I mean, Chamber of Commerce, those are pretty big. And uh, just like word of mouth, I mean, there are just so many ways to make public speaking work. It's just a matter of putting in the work and having the creativity to see another way. Yeah. And, you know, another thing, uh, I've seen so many people, Mark, they'll like cold emails, right? So yeah. they'll write emails to the event organizers and be like, hey, I want to come um, you know, do a sales presentation. I want to talk about Facebook ads or Instagram marketing or podcasting. But keep in mind, those guys, they probably get a lot of, um, you know, pitches, the cold emails. So I, I think the better way is actually first become a part of that community if possible. You know, if, if you're in the reach of that event, actually go there, you know, absorb or participate in, in some of their content or I call it become a part of the community and then pitch your uh, you know, you public speaking, your keynote idea, because then it will be really hard for them to say no. So if possible, that's another kind of pro tip I would throw in there. If possible, go to these events, maybe once or twice, talk to people, especially identify the organizer. Here's the thing that sometimes you will be able to identify a value that you can directly add to that, that event. And I remember in my early days, I was going to these social media uh, events. And I noticed that no one was talking about Facebook ads in really, everyone was talking about content and graphics and videos and, you know, organic reach and things like that. So I told the event organizer, Hey, how about I do a presentation on Facebook ads and that's going to be a huge value add to your audience. And he said, you know, yes, right away. Yeah. And, uh, like that's a really great tip also. I mean, uh, if, you come and say, I want to be a motivational speaker. There are so many motivational speakers, but uh, if you present a uh, topic that is important, like Facebook ads, but it hasn't been covered yet, that's where you could come in. Like if there's an event that has like 10 people talking about the same thing, what do you think mm -hmm. the chances of you being that 11th person talking about the same exact thing? People want a variety of topics as they pick their speakers. So uh, that's something, a really great insight. That's why it's always good to submit multiple speaking topics when you are submitting to someone, uh, especially if that is an introduction where that person doesn't know you uh, yet. But um, one of the things going back to the nine to five job is we've thought about a few ways to be creative with it. Like, you know, like, okay, we nine to five, like, yes, we're not going to act as if we're not at a nine to five, but we're still going to make this happen. Uh, so when do we get to the point where we eventually take that leap? Uh, what was your big moment where you decided, all right, I'm leaping. I'm ready to do this full time. Yeah. And, you know, personally, Mark, for me, it was baby steps. So what I did in my nine to five, my first goal was, can I get one client? So I was side hustling on the nights and the weekends to get that one client. And once I had the one client, my next goal was, can I get three clients? And then my next goal was, can I replace my nine to five income? So I took the baby, because it was also, I was also learning and developing my confidence and telling myself, hey, 
I can do this. So for me, it was a baby step approach. I quit my nine to five when my side hustle income was, you know, close to, or really, you know, it almost um, was more than my nine to five job. I know some people, um, they want, they have a savings of let's like, six months and then they just quit, right? Like this, they'll just quit nine to five and then go all into whatever they want to do next. For me, it was more like, you know, baby steps. So I always, that, that worked for me. But as an advice, when I talk to people, I always tell them, look inside and see like, what are you, what's driving you? Sometimes you hate your nine to five so much that you feel like you're trapped in a box and it might be better that if you quit and just do your own thing, um, you know, be free, chase your own dream. And sometimes you actually do like your nine to five. There are a lot of things that you like about that nine to five, but you want to create something on the side. So, and then in that, in those, you know, situation, you don't have to quit your nine to five. You can do the, the approach that I took and, you know, baby step, you know, work on the, the nights if possible, you know, after 6 p.m. or work on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and then create your side hustle income stream, so to speak. Um, so I always say, look inside and see what's your passion, what's your motivation. You say you want to leave nine to five, but why do you want to leave nine to five? And then act according to that. Because there is no, if something worked for you, it's not going to work for me and vice versa. And I, I like the idea of the side hustle. Like uh, some people, uh, I do want to ask you a certain question, but I just want to provide more context first. Uh, one of the things is that you mentioned is that it is weekend work. It is side hustle. It's all these things. Uh, the question I do have is uh, like, just because you're side hustling doesn't mean that your coworkers are side hustling and like not that many people actually take that path because you know, watching Netflix is easier. Uh, mm -hmm. So how were you able to do the side hustling? Even if you perhaps were not surrounded by people at work every day who were on that same path. Yeah. You know, that's a really good question, Mark. And I think that's what, that probably was the biggest challenge. Because in the early days, you know, even though let's say you start thinking about side hustling or doing something else, but you're still surrounded by the same type of people. So I think for me, it was the, the once I started going to the networking events or um, meetups, that kind of gave me the confidence. Because then I was around people who were doing the same stuff that I wanted to do. That kind of showed me uh, hey, it's possible. I can do it. And here's the people I can touch and feel them. They did it. I can do it. In a perfect example, um, I, I create courses on Udemy. Uh, it's an online education platform. And um, I found out about Udemy. And then for one year, I didn't take any action. Like I didn't do anything. And then there was one event where I sat next to a guy who has some courses on Udemy and he was making some income, not, not a lot, but you know, some income. And just by sitting next to that guy and talking to him, it kind of triggered something in me. And within the next 30 days, I had my first course up. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a huge, when we say you're the average of five people yeah. or, you know, you act like your environment. I think that's a really true. Uh, you know, fast forward today, I have over 80,000 students on Udemy, uh, 36 courses. And if I had not sat next to that one guy and spoke to him for like 20 minutes, uh, I may have not you know, taken that lead to actually do it. So, but I would say, you know, even though you're surrounded by your coworkers who are not into, who, they don't get your passion, they don't get your drive, they don't get what you want to create, 
that's fine. Don't let that get to your head. Slowly start, you know, meeting people or start going to the events. Get yourself closer to the people who are doing the type of thing that you want to do. And, you know, another good example is even it can happen online because there's so many, uh, you know, content consumption like this, podcast um, shows. There's so many Facebook groups where you can network with people and, um, you know, talk to people who are doing something similar. For example, if you want to create an e-commerce business, it's so much easier if I talk to someone who's already doing e-commerce and making, you know, X number of dollars per month. Because then I know my brain knows hey, it's possible. Here's a live person who's doing it and I can do it too. And I, I asked that question, like the main idea behind that question was exactly what you mentioned, that Jim Rohn quote that I love to say again and again, you're the average of the five people you spend yeah. the most of your time with. And I mean, some people, they're in a toxic workplace where yeah. not only can they not find the right people there, but they find people who are actively out to sabotage them or actively out to uh, derail them when they hear that, you know, there's a side hustle going on. So I love the idea just because they're your coworkers doesn't mean they're ones you have to focus on. You can focus on going to meetups in places where you will find people that share the same values that have achieved what you want to achieve. So it is certainly about surrounding yourself with the right people. And one of the things that uh, like in addition to mm -hmm. the five people you're always surrounding yourself with another big thing for success are your habits. So I'm wondering if you could share with us some of the habits you would consider were very helpful on your journey to uh, being a successful public speaker. Yeah, you know, looking back, I think, uh, yeah, I, I call them like systems, but the, the same thing, habits, right? So one of the things that I did like really early on to get clients, a um, couple of things actually. One was, you know, when we exchange business cards with people and normally we don't do anything. What I used to do is if I went to an event and exchanged business cards, I would send you an email the, that night or maybe the next day and tell you, hey, Mark, so nice to meet you at so-and-so event. Uh, and by the way, you know, I took a look at your website. And in the early days, I was kind of uh, creating SEO company. So I would tell that prospect, here's four things on your website that you can change yourself to really like improve your SEO. So I'll give... Now, I would not say, hey, work with me or pitch my services, but I'll give them a solution based on our conversation and then leave it like, at that. And then if they responded back, which in many cases people did, then I would tell them, hey, by the way, I can do all of this for you. Do you want to grab coffee or do you want to meet? So that habit really, because normally what people do is they'll go to these networking events, exchange business cards, and then, then comes the pitch. Hey, I'm the website developer. I'm the app developer. I'm the social media agency, the Facebook ads expert. And the other person kind of go the defensive because everyone is pitching at them from different angles. Right? So instead of that, just take the, you know, give the value without expecting anything bad. So I kind of developed a habit uh, of that. And the other thing that I, um, or system or habit that I, that really benefited me whenever I did the keynotes of public speaking, you know, when we get off the stage, there are so many people, they, they come to us and they're like, hey, um, it was awesome, right? So I learned so much from your, from your speech or from your keynote. And I would always ask them, I would pick one or two and I would ask them, hey, what, uh, you know, what was their biggest takeaway? And they'll say something, you know, so and so. And I would say, hey, by the way, would you mind saying that on a short video for me? And I'll just take my phone out and record them, you know, their comments. So that was also, I got into the, the habit or system because 
it's it's one thing me saying, hey, Mark, I really know, let's say, Facebook ads as an example, versus if someone else is like, hey, Ali's the guy for Facebook ads, right? So I took that approach. I took, took that, I made that a habit that every time, I, if I'm going on a stage, definitely at the end, I'm going to talk to people and see if, you know, if I can identify a couple of people who can say something, you know, on the video for me. Wow, that's a really awesome tip. I mean, uh, if you've been submitting any uh, pitches for public speaking or you've seen successful speakers, you know those testimonials are really important. And I feel like a lot of people, they would leave a testimonial for you. It's just that they forget, life gets busy. So really doing that on the spot, whether it's right on the event, when you see the stage or just in the lobby or whatever it is, uh, that yeah. video really makes a big difference. And I just want to say it was very refreshing to hear you talk about how you pitch your SEO services. Uh, I don't know if this happens to you, but I get like a bunch of email, a bunch of cookie cutter emails each day saying like, your website's terrible. It's SEO poor here, like 20 different things that we can do to help you. And it's like the same 20 or most of the same uh, for SEO like on all these emails. So uh, yeah. it's just a breath of fresh air to hear how you pitch your SEO services. So thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. So speaking of your SEO services and speaking of you being on Udemy, uh, because you did mention you have over 80,000 students there, I'm wondering if you can share with us where else we can find you and just follow you on your journey. So my, the, the brand is isocialu.com. Um, that's my digital agency. And basically what I tell people, we're the, think of us as a fractional CMO. So for businesses, let's say if they don't have a marketing department or a CMO, they come to us and we look at their business. We understand what's the business model, what, what are they selling and what's the right strategy? What's the right tool? Should they be on Instagram or Facebook ads? What's the best fit for that business based on the budget that they have? So that's what we do, isocialu.com. And also I'm Ali Mirza on, on all the social media platforms, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, these days, and I say these days because it changes a lot, my favorite platform is LinkedIn. So I'm creating a lot of content. LinkedIn is really like evolving. I think they're, or in other words, they're copying Facebook. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, I'm really active on LinkedIn, but you can reach me on um, you know, any social media platform. I really love creating content and educating people uh, on my platforms. Ali, thank you so much for sharing all of your resources with us and all of your great insights throughout our time together. It was such a pleasure to have you on the Profitable Public Speaking Podcast. Thank you for having me, Mark.